Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and in today's episode, my guest is CEO of Oyster, Tony Jamus. Oyster is a global employment platform and it's unlocking opportunities for businesses and individuals to embrace remote working. Founded in 2019, Oyster is addressing the question of how we can make global employment easier for companies and talented workers everywhere. And it's expanded incredibly quickly. Tony now has a fully distributed team based in more than 60 countries. And as he explains in the podcast, they hired over 650 people last year. As you would expect, he's a big advocate for remote working. We discuss what it takes to build a distributed team and the types of skills which you should be looking for when you're hiring. We also discuss what it takes to be a remote leader and Tony gives some practical tips on how to structure your days and your weeks to allow for the right combination of synchronous and asynchronous communication. Finally, we talked about how remote working can change communities and and Tony offers some amazing insights into how the work lives of some of Oyster's employees have fundamentally changed since joining the company. So I think you're going to enjoy listening to this. If you do, make sure you check out the newsletter over the coming weeks when I'll be writing about some of the themes we discuss. Also, as you know, my book Work Life Fly was published in January and I talk about the opportunities of building a career in a new world of work. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Tony Jamus. Tony, pleasure to speak to you today. Um, I've got a long list of questions that I could ask you, but I thought the logical place to start would be to understand why you're so passionate about this new way of working this distributed remote way of working mm. thank you Oli, for having me and uh, it all starts uh, when i was walking with my co-founder jack in san francisco in, uh, in late 2019 and he asked me this question if you want to work what would be the parameters or the conditions for you to come back into the workforce that was after selling my my first startup and that went public on the Nasdaq. And, I, and, and from a selfish from a selfish point of view, I told him, I want to have uh, freedom of location. I live in mm-hmm. multiple countries. I don't want to be uh, stuck in one place in a city. I want to be close to nature. I want to be stuck in a in a uh, in a city. I want to spend time with my children. I don't want to sacrifice that. I want flexibility. Uh, and I want to be uh, surrounded with people from all over the world and give opportunity for people from all over the world when I build a distributed company. And uh, so, so what I realized is that the, these, these selfish needs that they have are, are everybody's needs. It turns out that everybody needs flexibility. Everybody needs freedom of location. Uh, everybody wants to spend more time with their loved one and want to protect themselves from the stresses, the unnecessary stresses of work, such as commuting or uh, the culture of being always on, and um, yeah, and, and and that's why that's why I believe that uh, uh, distributed work and remote work is 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 supporting better uh, human needs, uh, and uh, and at the same time it offers uh, it offers an unprecedented opportunity to close the opportunity gap in the world. Uh, because there are 90 million jobs going unfulfilled in the West, according to BCG, that's $8.5 trillion of economical loss, while you have 1.5 billion knowledge workers coming to the workforce in the next 10 years, mostly in emerging economies. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard not to be passionate about the subject. I mean, like, it's a, it is an unprecedented opportunity for, 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 for the world to, to transition to better uh, world of work. Yeah. And of course, that was 2019, 2020 happened, 
you're probably pushing against an open door to a certain extent you know obviously suddenly people weren't just having to maybe accept that some people wanted to work remotely they literally had to allow people and facilitate it so I'm guessing from that point of view it was kind of a great environment in which to start that conversation I wonder for coming forward to today whether that feeling that sentiment is changing at all are, are people are organizations starting to rethink how they're, they're managing their distributed workforce yeah i mean definitely we see in, in our customer base at oyster we support over a thousand uh, employer uh, to employ tens of thousands of employees and contractors around the world where we we see them changing the narrative now they're coming to us and asking us hey can you help us audit our asynchronous way of communication and, and collaboration mm. can you enable us to engage better at distributed workforce so uh, this is where I think there's a tipping point around uh, the, 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 the leaders now, they understand that remote work is the future of work and it's better work. It's better for the company, it's better for the people. And now it's really about the how we can make the best out of uh, this new way of working for both the businesses and the people. I mean, to, to that point, I suppose, as you've intimated there, the types of conversations perhaps that you're having with companies are changing. Uh, an actual follow-on would be to think about those companies that aren't remote first, those companies that traditionally would always have expected their workforce to be there in the office, visible to managers. How are they adapting to the new way of working? Are they, is it, is it just a matter of taking baby steps? Are some of them just jumping in feet first? How are you seeing people respond? And typically, is anybody managing to adapt very quickly or are they having to take account of the fact that this is very early days. This is the first stage of what will probably be a very long-term trend and something that they have to evolve over time. Yeah, I do see uh, a polarization, Oli, happening in the market between one that are 100% pro remote work and they see it and, and people that are 100% are against it. And uh, and there is a so increasing polarization around the topic. Um, and, and what I find is that uh, the companies that are against it they are risking losing their best talent. And you've seen that. You've seen uh, companies uh, that, such as Apple that had to uh, um, revert their remote work press practices to more in office. They've seen people, they've seen attrition increasing. Uh, and so the best, the best talent in the world knows that they can uh, be effective by working remotely for companies that make them successful. And they want that freedom. They're not going to go back on uh, on that freedom that they tasted uh, during work during the pandemic. And uh, and they're going to gravitate to the, around the best companies that make them successful, which means that you're going to see a virtual cycle. The best talent will go to the best companies and these mm -hmm. companies will be increasingly remote. I am a, a staunch advocate for remote work. In fact, most of the clients I work with and the people I work with collaborating with day to day, very few of them actually are based in London, which is where which is where I live. Which isn't to say I don't enjoy getting together with people in person. On those rarer and rarer occasions where I sit down with someone that I'm often working with, I do find that it allows us to build a different type of relationship, which often then we can take back online. There's this intangible thing that you have in person which could actually complement and enhance or augment the experience of working together online. I mean, have we lost, if we shift to this way of working entirely, do we lose something from working together in real life? Yeah, you lose one thing, which is the uh, emotional signaling that comes with body language. Uh, 
that leads to a feeling of trust uh, rather than knowing that you trust a person. And, uh, and that cannot be recreated uh, by, by working purely 100% remotely unless you work very long period of time together, right? So we can, mm -hmm. it happens, but it's slower to happen. So if you really want to jumpstart that, you, you want to, uh, you want to um, combine in-person meeting with, uh, uh, with virtual setting. Now, this in-person meeting doesn't have to be very frequent. Like in our case at Oyster, uh, we meet every six months with my team. And it's mm -hmm. enough to, uh, to create that uh, bonding uh, relationship that we want to have to know that we trust can trust each other. Sorry, to feel yeah. that we can trust each other. Yeah. Uh, because we know we, we trust each other. We just want to feel it on a, on, a, on a physical, emotional level. So that's, that's, uh, that's uh, I think, that can be combined with uh, a, a frequency of in-person meeting that sustain uh, that, uh, that work relationship. But if you have, if you have trust as an intentional uh, action that you do on a day-to-day -day basis with your team, then you have less the need for that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look inside of you as a leader and see how your behavior is creating trust and do more of it, then you find that there is uh, less need uh, to, uh, to do that, actually. Leadership has changed, or maybe our sort of understanding about what makes a good leader. You know, much of that is timeless, but I think there were definite, um, definite changes in perception about what really matters during COVID. And I think if we continue to operate in this way, which I, I, I agree, I, I believe it's just inevitable that we become more and more distributed. Um, but what skills does the remote leader require which perhaps they might have been able to get away with when they were sat in the same room as everybody every day. What are the differences? Yeah, I think first uh, the remote leader need to need to model the way. They need to be the best remote worker in their team. Otherwise, it won't work, right? So you have to adopt remote work best practices. They have to be themselves driving change in how you work in a team. Uh, so I think that's that's number one. Uh, look, the rest are, um, are, are are reminders of what great leadership is. First, you have to uh, create trust. You have, you have to create a trusting team by first yourself start trusting your team, even if you don't see them. And that's harder, uh, for especially for experienced managers and leaders who have been used to uh, seeing people in the office, so they have to change the chip in their head from presence to um, outcome-based Mm -hmm. uh, view of, of, of leadership, uh, they, they have to create a massive amount of psychological safety uh, so that uh, people can feel uh, not afraid to show up their true self in an asynchronous way of, of, of working and collaborating. You don't want people to be afraid to engage. Uh, and, um, and you want to have... Um, really high level uh, communication skills uh, because here uh, you're not you can you cannot really uh, do impromptu communication you're not in the office and you get, get gather everybody say hey let's do a meeting right now there's a you have to plan that well you have mm -hmm. to be intentional about how you communicate what you communicate why you communicate and have a cadence a regular cadence of communication that people expect from you uh, so that you can um, fill that gap 
that you're not there in person with them. Yeah. I'm interested. You mentioned there that you'd sold your last business. Um, and clearly, you know, as you were rethinking, reimagining how, what you wanted to do next, this was just a prerequisite, you know, all of the points you raised there, you know, which all sort of, you know, loosely fall into this flexibility or, or the autonomy for you to decide how you and when you want to work. Is that what it was like in your last company? I mean, have you always managed your teams in the way you just described or was this sort of gradual evolution or even revelation in hindsight about you know maybe I could have done it better what's what's your journey been in discovering this I like to believe I was an okay leader in my previous company uh, but it was my first time I started a business and uh, I needed a, a major team so I made a lot of mistakes uh, and also I uh, I burned out on a number of occasions, um, uh, and I was—I uh, had all these thoughts and negative emotions that would be uh, negatively impacting my life and my well-being, and they were totally unnecessary. Mm. So I took a year and a half off, and I spent some time uh, working on my well-being, on my physical, mental, emotional well-being, and uh, and clarifying my purpose why I'm here and and that led me to uh, commit to myself that I want to be a certain type of leader that is more in touch with what humans really needs because I want to be able to take care of myself if I feel that I deserve to be treated in in this way then I can give that opportunity to others if I feel I deserve to spend my time with my children I'm going to create an environment that other parents in my team can 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 have the don't feel guilty to spend time with the children. That's why we have sixty percent in my executive team women. We have sixty percent of the company women. Uh, it's our women are are disproportionately caring about children. If I want to myself have the be able not to work on the weekend, then I want to create an environment where everybody don't work on the weekend. And we have this focus Friday where uh, we don't have internal meetings that enable us to catch up on things so that we. Uh, we can we can really go into the weekend. Uh, if I want to have, um, if I want if, if I want to work in a place where I'm not judged of who I am uh, because of other people' biases about my race, gender, uh, the way I talk, the way I speak, then I want to create massive amount of emotional safety around me, and I want to create massive amount of diversity that resemble planet Earth. At Oyster, we are from 80 countries, 110 nationalities. Um, and as I said, 60% women. So then you create this environment where everybody is from everywhere. So you don't have any biases, right? Yeah. So by design, it is a massively inclusive environment and non judgmental environment. Then here we go. So I'm creating my own world. Uh, and, and yeah, these were the commitment for me to why creating this company. And, and uh, I don't need to build this. I want to build this, right? That's the difference mm. between needing and wanting. Yeah. It's such a great point. I mean, by definition, when you're recruiting from around the world, you develop that level of diversity. And and what I always think is really interesting with that word diversity, clearly people's backgrounds influence the way they think. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's that cognitive diversity coming at coming at problems from different angles, you know, having a different perspective. Is that a noticeable difference this time around? Or again, you know, would, was that something you cultivated at your last business? And if not, how does it manifest? You know, what's, how do you see that actually happen? You know, what sort of dynamics do you see differently within the team now? 
Yeah, I mean, we all have read all the papers from Harvard Business Review about how diversity creates higher performance and and um, higher higher creativity in the business. And and you know, there's uh, oyster is no exception here. We have, uh, as I said, planetary level diversity levels in the business. And uh, from one hand, you have access to all these different viewpoints. Uh, sometimes it might be harder to align, and there's different communication styles. Uh, but I have to say, the fact that we are remote company, we default a lot to asynchronous way of communication and collaboration. That at its heart, it is written, and and that and and it's written in a in a structured way, the oyster way. So we have our rules, the tools, and the rule, the way we communicate, the way we work, to make sure that this asynchronous approach that we we brand follow the sun is effective, is scalable, is inclusive for everybody. Um, across time zones, so you're not penalized if you're if you're not in the office. We don't have offices, so we have. It's very often on a team. You have you would have two team members, 12 hours di distance from from each other when it comes to time zone. So we had to invest a lot in the way we work, and we have to have a clear documentation that enable people to be effective no matter what they are. So so yeah, so there's a there's definitely uh, you can feel some cultural and uh, and, and background diversity, but but if if it's channeled well with an oyster way of collaboration and, and communication, then it becomes a strength. You remove any any negative impact of that planetary level diversity, and you turn it into your strengths because it's all channeled through a, a consistent approach to communication and collaboration. Yeah, I find this really interesting because as somebody who ran a business myself for 10 years actually very i can see myself in the story you described there particularly you know burning out a few times and wanting to rethink how i design my life so i've got time to spend with my kids without feeling guilty all of those really important things which come sometimes just get lost along the way don't they along the journey so it's good to to come back to it but i suppose one weakness i would have is the you know, i'm not a great i'm i was never great at systematically documenting anything frankly i was thankfully had people who were far better than me are doing that on a team i wonder given that's so important to an organization like oyster you're having to hire based on those skills right these aren't necessarily skills which were quite as important when you're in the same place every day and people are congregating so that means presumably as you said by design you are hiring a different type of skill set when you set about putting key hires in place when you started the business is that right yeah i was very Deliberate in my team, I've hired an executive search uh, consultant uh, as my first hire, and he, he helped me to build my team from scratch, my mm. executive team. Uh, but regarding the skill set, look, I think these are like good written and communication skills is not necessarily only for remote company; it's for any knowledge worker today. Uh, you know, uh, but if you're in an office and you don't have great written communication skills, you can get away with it. You can be the loudest leader in the room and then shout on people and then be this, uh, you know, alpha alpha person. You can Maybe you can get away with it by, 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 by creating a toxic environment. But here in an asynchronous work, this cannot be possible, mm. right? So, and that's why we have people from all over the world participating in this company from, you know, from Pakistan to 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 Indonesia, to Vietnam, to Mexico, to Morocco. So we're like we are, we we are this company that um, everybody has access to opportunity, no matter where they are. 
do you use other channels as well? I mean, do you use voice, video, you know, either yourself as a leader to communicate messages, but also between yeah. teams? Because again, you, I think you said earlier on, sometimes impromptu meetings are less easy, but of course, sometimes they just speed things up, don't they? You can just quickly pick up, pick up the phone, leave a voice note. How does that work in your team? Yeah, so we uh, we default to asynchronous communication uh, as default, but we use video as part of asynchronous communication to create to mm-hmm. add an emotional layer on top. Like I want to see my team leads uh, when they're yeah. telling me their their weekly update. I want to feel their feelings, and uh, uh, so for instance, on in my case as a, as a, as, a, as a CEO of the company, I have um, every Tuesday uh, evening I have the at 6 p.m., I have the executive team meeting, but during the day, I have watched at least seven videos uh, from all the teams about what happened last week. So we have uh, everybody has access to the same information. We call them the asynchronous updates, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's a specific agenda for every executive team meeting with some pre-reading or videos to watch. So you're coming into the conversation ready, and that leads to very effective uh, synchronous time together. Uh, and, uh, when I do my one-to-ones with my direct reports, uh, I don't have to talk, ask them about an update because they already sent me the update during this asynchronous update. Uh, so I spend the first few minutes talking about them connecting with their, uh, with their life and getting, getting them to know me better. And then we, the rest of the time, it's really about supporting them in their job. You know, what, what are the two, three areas that you need help with right now? Um, this is how I conduct my one-to-ones because there's no need to update me anymore. Every every update has happened as I can see before the meeting. Hmm. Is is distributed work better for more experienced people? By which I mean, you know, there's often the objection often from people who are have been brought up, have entered the workforce and worked throughout their careers in an office. The objection many of them bring to remote work is well. You know, one of those things that I learned when I sat alongside my colleague, I overheard them talking and heard them on the phone dealing with a client, or I could just lean over and say, oh, I've got, I've got a problem. And I, I lose all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you're coming into the workplace now, a digital workplace, do you lose out on some of those learning opportunities, those sort of the learning by osmosis idea that you might have experienced when you were sat next to somebody? Oli? Have you heard of TikTok? Yeah. Now, like 80% of learnings happen on TikTok. It's <laughs> like three minutes videos, right? I mean, learning has totally been transformed to what we've been used to 20 years ago. Like, We have to acknowledge this. And secondly, not because you're young that you should have access to freedom and flexibility. Not because you're young that uh, you should have work uh, stresses control your life, that you have to commute, that you have to miss out on seeing your loved one that you have to miss out on going to the gym in the morning without feeling guilty, uh, miss out on walking your dog in the park at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because it's ideal for the dog. Like, so so I think, you know, uh, we owe it to the next generation to to develop for them a better future of work. I mean, uh, that's, 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 I think that's, uh, it's not something difficult to do uh, compared to all the other challenges that the world is facing. I guess, you know, what you build into the system are opportunities for, as you mentioned, you're doing one-to-ones with your team, 
presumably the way you've got your team structure set up is there's some some element of coaching going on you know some synchronous communication alongside that async communication for the younger members of the team who are developing and want to learn from their peers yeah so you can you can develop uh uh, some formal coaching programs. Uh, nothing prevents you from doing that. A buddy, a buddy program, um, and uh, you can uh, you can develop a much more uh, evolved onboarding process and continuous learning and development process in the business. And we have that. We have we call the Oyster Academy. If you go to oysterhr.com/academy, uh, we have developed uh, an academy of remote work. We train people on our way of working. Um, when they are being onboarded, and then there's reminders of that uh, across your, your career lifespan at Oyster. So uh, nothing prevents you from uh, designing the kind of learning and development you, you want to implement in your company to make people successful. I think this is what we owe people, is how do you create an environment that makes them successful, no matter where they are, and reducing the unnecessary stresses that comes with work. Yeah, agreed. And and actually, everybody wants this. I mean, like today we have eighty percent of workers asking for remote work job, remote work options. We have uh, uh, when Airbnb uh, uh, announced that they're moving to remote work, their career page web traffic increased tenfold. Uh, at Oyster, we receive seventeen thousand job applications per month. These are people who want to work for Oyster from all over the world. I mean, it makes you a talent magnet. What yeah. else you want? Yeah, it's um, seventy thousand inbound a month. Mm. That's uh, given uh, a lot of the conversations I'm having with leaders at the moment is about the struggle to attack, attract the right talent. That tells you something, doesn't it? Um, hired, uh, we've hired uh, six hundred fifty people in eighteen months. So we're we are um, a global hiring machine, specifically. In areas that are difficult to hire from, so outside we call tier one cities, outside expensive cities such as London, San Francisco, New York, Paris, and so on and so forth. We are uh, we are committed to hire. We are hiring eighty percent outside of tier one cities right now. Right, and have you got any sense? I, this might be really difficult for you, to, for you to know, but have you got any sense about whether people were based there before COVID or whether they've moved? Because obviously, you know, because certainly what we did see are there was a, a move for many people to move out of cities, you know, for various reasons, one of which was their possibility of being able to work remotely. The question some then faced was, oh, now we're back at work, back at work, being shorthand for we've got to go back to the office for most companies. Do did, if they, are These people who have said, well, actually, I like this life outside of the city. And now I want to find something which facilitates it. Or actually, were they based there already? And they were like this lost talent pool, which people, the big companies in cities weren't able to attract. Mm. <clears throat> it's a combination of both, actually. You have uh, in the beginning when the pandemic happened, we've seen uh, what we call employee diaspora use case, where let's say I'm a Spanish working for a company in London. And when I'm back home, I don't feel the need to stay in mm. London and pay expensive rent and uh, breathe uh, a polluted air and so on and so forth. Uh, so we've seen that happening in the beginning of the pandemic. Now that has uh, uh, slowed down. It became, you know, a normal immigration or a relocation process. Uh, the majority of the, uh, the 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 people we we employ on our platform are um, are local people that don't want to leave their country. They don't want to brain drain. They want to stay in their communities, but they want to they they are confident that they can access job opportunities in other countries. 
uh, and uh, they're looking for life-changing implications. They're giving you the story of Christina, one of our employees in Manila. Uh, she used to commute four hours by bus every day uh, to go to work. She's a mother of two. Uh, now she doesn't have to do that anymore. She can take them in the morning to school. She can pick them up from school. She can put them to bed and she can do that every day. Uh, and not only she can do that, but her income level has doubled. Remote mm -hmm. worker that works across the border, uh, from, especially from emerging economy, they see a significant increase in their pay compared to the same job in their local market. So at Oyster, we are committed of sending $1 billion of foreign direct investment into emerging economies by 2024, and we are on track to achieve the goal. You mean in terms of salaries being paid to people in those local markets? Yeah, exactly. So instead of the person have to leave their home country uh, and then go find a job in the West, mm. um, being dislocated from their communities, and they get paid uh, in the West, uh, barely to cover their, their life expenses, and they might send 5% back home. That's called remittance. And the remittance is the biggest driver of foreign direct investment into emerging economies, which is like 5% of immigrant pay. Yeah. Here, you're, you're telling the person, stay home, get paid double what you get paid locally, and then get 100% of your salary back home. Yeah, That's why I believe remote work will have a dramatic impact on on, on enriching these communities that were underserved and underdeveloped because their best people left for a better opportunity. Like from yeah. where I came from. I came from Lebanon. I was born in Lebanon. I moved to France when I was 17 to study computer science, to build up this opportunity in my life. Uh, but today I can do what I, what I have, would have done uh, from here. I don't have to leave and, and suffer this uncertain time of my life where I had to be away from my family, uh, uh, with very little support and income. I'm seeing that on far smaller level, you know, even in the local area, we were chatting beforehand and I know when you lived in London, you lived quite close to me. I mean, what you're seeing around even the area of London that I'm in are offices or community hubs being set up in which people, you know, if you, not everybody wants to work in their home, you know, working from near home is becoming this bit of this sort of trend. And you're already seeing the local community around here more at more of a buzz throughout the week than it was before, which of course, you know, puts money into local food establishments and cafes. And you just see more people around during the week than you would have done before. So of course, extrapolate that across the world and bring in the dynamic of allowing people to stay close to their families and stay close to home and it makes a lot of sense. It's really, really interesting yeah, I mean, dynamic. Decentralization uh, and Disper dispersing people more evenly on this planet is going to reduce the overall impact we have on this planet. We are pouring four times the equivalent of New York City in concrete every year to build urban areas. And we know it's not sustainable. Today, if, you're, if you live in Delhi, you lose 7% of your life expectancy due to air pollution. Like, why? Mm. You know, why don't you go into the countryside and have access to a better job and better quality of life? Well, I've loved this conversation. It's fascinating. We've covered quite a few areas, but I wonder whether there's a closing thought you can leave us with. So broadly, what excites you about what's happening in with the future of work? And I suppose people listening, you know, those people listening as they're thinking about building their careers and perhaps considering whether a fully distributed role is right for them. How should they be thinking about the future of work? Well, how can they you know, how can they think positively about building their career in this world? Try it. My call to action is... If you haven't considered a remote work career, 
try it. There are tens of thousands of great remote work companies today that want you to apply for them. And, um, and be curious about it. Be, be curious about how it has the potential to change your life. Brilliant. Well, Tony, appreciate time. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you, Oli, for having me. Thank you for supporting our mission. So that was my conversation with Tony. Really interesting stuff in there. As I said at the beginning, do sign up for the newsletter if you're interested in learning more about these themes. And also check out the show notes for links to Oyster, to Tony's LinkedIn, and also for a link to pre-order my book, Work Life Flywheel. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I'll see you here again soon.